Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. prophecy of Isaiah chapter 52 verses 7 through 8. I'll be reading from the NIV version Isaiah 52 7 through 8. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say design your God reigns. Listen your watchmen lift up their voices together they shout for joy When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Amen. May the Lord bless this word. I want to preach this morning. The subject is happy feet. Happy feet. I've learned that one of the many amenities and advantages of being a parent and now a grandparent is the numerous opportunities that that role provides for growth and maturation. One of my daughters reminded me of this yesterday when she asked me if I knew what she was watching on television. She did provide a hint. She said, Daddy, you remember we watched this story all the time when we were children. Without hesitation, I passed the pop quiz with flying colors by saying, never-ending story. I have to admit that my cultural and intellectual horizons have been enlarged significantly because of children. It was to this rich storehouse of knowledge that my mind wandered and went as I thought about the message for this Christmas Day, the animated adventure feature, Happy Feet, is a story of a little penguin named Mumbo who had a terrible singing voice and later discovers that he has no heart song. Now, this is pretty important because a heart song was required in order to attract your mate. However, Mumble had an astute talent for something that up to his time, penguins had not seen before, and that's tap dancing. Though Mumble's Mom, Norma Jean, thinks this little habit is cute. His dad, Memphis, says it just ain't penguin. Besides, they both know that without a heart song, Mumble may never find his one true love. Mumble is just too different. And, and Noah, the elder, the stern leader of the Empire Penguins, cast him out of the community. Mumble meets a posse, the Amigos. And Mumble sets out across a vast landscape. And with epic encounters, he proves that being true to yourself, you can make all the difference in the world. 
I thought of Mumble and his search for meaning and significance when I read this text. For our text is a record of happy feet. But the tap and thud of these feet are inspired by happy feet. Not F-E-E-T, but a F-E-A-T. The subject of the sermon is not happy F-E-E-T, but F-E-A-T. The dictionary defines feet as a great or unusual deed, the act of showing great strength or skill. And based on this definition alone, I would say that the Christmas event is a happy feat. Worthy of our celebration. The prophet Isaiah chronicles the impending demise of the Babylonian kingdom and the release of Jewish captives in this epic passage. And in typical, colorful, picturesque manner, Isaiah provides a visual aid to his audience of a herald or a carrier or a messenger moving quickly along some Judean mountain ridge bearing the good news for all to hear. The herald's feet are happy feet, tapping with joy that the nation is about to experience renewal and restoration. Normally the feet of messengers when they travel in and through the dust were dirty, dingy, and disgusting. But the message that the herald of peace bore, the message of prosperity, was so joyful that it transformed what normally would be seen as a hideous image into a happy one. At least two other times in Scripture, this image is provoked in Nahum's prophecy, and then the Apostle Paul uses it in Romans 10, when he applies it to the ministers of the gospel. The text is preliminary and provisional because the inference is if the coming of a messenger to announce the end of captivity of the Jews in Babylon was so delightful, how much more, how much more the news of the coming of one who came into this world to take away our sins. Christmas is a happy feat. And if you ask me why, three reasons in the text. One reason Christmas is a happy feat, anticipated by this messianic prophecy, is that God reigns. The end of the captivity was a reminder to the children of Israel that God had not left his people alone. They had not been deserted. He still ruled and he super ruled over the kingdoms of this world. And at his bequest, kingdoms rose and fell, and King Cyrus was the instrument God would use for the good of his people. It was Cyrus's favor that would allow Israel to return to their homeland, rebuild their temple, restore their priestly ministries, and fulfill their destiny as the covenant people of God. Rulership is a unique province of God the Father, and he is sovereign in this universe. The Christmas story is a story of how God made history his story. Made history his story by setting in motion a plan in which he would enter this world as the son of God. In actuality, There's so much that happens in and around us that seem to contradict this truth. Atheists and agnostics will argue that 
This is a contradiction because God couldn't rule with all the tragedy and the evil that is in this world. They would ask the question that Philip Yancey asked in his book, what good is God? But the reality is is that God is still on his throne. Christmas is the story of how God came to this world so concerned about you, so concerned about me that he was willing to go to the cross that we may have a right to eternal life. You may be dealing with something right now where there are more questions than answers, but I'm telling you, you have to be like Peter who says, Lord, I have nowhere else to go. For you have the words of eternal life. I really do believe what the Lord says in his word when he says all things work together for good. I'm reluctant at times when there's a tragedy, a crisis, to say that too quickly. But I really do believe as a preacher of the gospel that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And Paul didn't want us guessing about what nothing is. He says, neither death nor life. Angels or principalities, things present are things that come. Nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate us. From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. God is with us. The Christmas story is about how God rules, but he does not rule from a distance. He rules, as Paul said to the Athenians who question his existence, he says, in him we live and we move and we have our very being. So this text reminds us that God rules, but it reminds us too in the second instance that God returns. The first part of the text introduces this notion of God returning. The message that the happy feet of the herald announces is that God or the Lord has returned to Zion. Not only does he reign, but he's not content to rule and reign from a distance. Not content to disengage himself in some far off galaxy or universe But God has come to this planet as an infant born in a stable in Bethlehem. And the Bible says that Isaiah said his name shall be called Emmanuel because it means God with us. We're shifting now from the unique role of the father as the one who rules to the son as the one who incarnates God into our present experience. Paul had this in mind when he wrote of him. He said, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made. That's what the Christmas story is. God was made in the likeness of men. If you read chapter 52 of Isaiah, it introduces the unique mission of the suffering servant of God. God's reign and his rule would ultimately be established not through his supremacy, but through his sufferings. This is why the Bible says that a son was given, but a child was born. The humanity of Christ is the return of God to his creation. He came here as a baby, born in a stable in Bethlehem. And what we have to remember today is If there's no cradle, there can be no cross. If there's no Christmas, there can be no Easter. 
The birth of the son anticipates what Isaiah says in chapter 53. That reveals his power to the Jews and to the whole world. Isaiah begins chapter 53 by saying, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He later says he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. This story is not just about God ruling, but also God returning. He returns to redeem us from the burden of our sin. Finally, Christmas is a happy feat because God reveals. This passage outlines the special role of watchmen. Watchmen were posted at strategic points on the walls of the city so that they could easily see an approaching messenger. Whether foe or friend, their responsibility was to announce the arrival of the herald. In this passage, watchmen who fulfilled their role they were first to see the happy feet as they moved along the mountainside bringing good tidings of great joy. And you see now the promise is that when the Lord returns he needs some watchmen who will see with their own eyes. God rules. He returns to redeem his people. But he also reveals. But he reveals himself to those who are watching for his arrival. Do I have a witness here? Today is a day that all of us who truly love the Lord, young and old, we are all called to watch. To look out on the distant horizon of this day and see the herald come with good news of great joy. That in the city of Bethlehem there has been born one who is Christ the King. And we have the privilege and the prerogative now to know that not only was he born, but on a hill called Calvary, he died for our sins. Can you see him this morning? Do you hear the herald coming? Can you hear the feet going tap, tap, tap? Now, I'm not talking about mumble. I'm talking about Jesus. Some would say that tap dancing is not the Christian thing to do. But can I, can I give you my version of a gospel tap? Do I have a witness here? At his feet, the woman with the issue of blood collapsed and reached out and touched the hem of his garment. At his feet, at his feet, the man with the legion of demons fell down and worship him. 
at his feet. The waters hoisted him up as he walked on a stormy sea at night in the for the watch of the night. At his feet, the Sarah Phoenician woman fell and begged him, even the little dogs eat the bread that falls from the master's table. At his feet, she said, can you heal my daughter? At his feet, at the Pharisee's house. This is my version of a gospel tap. At his feet, at the Pharisee's house, a woman of the night, a prostitute, came in and knelt down and washed his feet with her tears and transformed her hair into a bounty towel and anointed his feet with sweet perfume. At his feet, at his feet, the man with the epileptic son cried out, I believe, but help my unbelief. At his feet, now pierced through with spikes and nails. The soldier stood at the foot of the cross and said, surely this must have been the Son of God. At his feet, Mary stood with John and heard him say, mother, behold your son and son, behold your mother at his feet. Do we have a witness here? At his feet, uh, the 24 elders bowed down and threw their crowns at his feet uh, and said, Worthy uh, is the lamb uh, that was slain from uh, the foundation of the world. And just in case uh, you did not know, uh, some glad moaning at his feet, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. I feel a tap coming on. I do have a witness as I close this morning. You see, I found out in the Bible that there is some biblical foundation for tapping. I never saw it before, but when I looked at Psalm 100, you know what it says? It says, make a jaw for Noah's unto the Lord, all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. It says, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. And this is where the comes in. He says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's T. And that's the A. And into his courts with praise. That's P. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Uh, and into his courts with praise. Uh, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Uh, and into his courts with praise. Uh, when I see those letters, uh, it sounds like a tap to me. Uh, now when I was pledging uh, a fire. Uh, I learned how to tap. Uh, I learned how to step. And if I can step for the alphas, uh, I ought to be able uh, to step for 
Jesus. I feel a step coming on. Some of y'all been sitting in here holding it back. Said, Pastor, I don't know how they'd act if I get out of my seat. But I got to ask you a question. Is there anybody here the Lord's been good to? Is there anybody here the Lord has made a way for? Do I have a tap over here? All you have to do is to tap Thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving and praise. Is he able? When you start thanking him for what he's done, you'll start praising him for who he is. Has he been good? Has he made a way? Woke me up early this morning. Started me on my way. I feel like mumble. I got something in my feet. Is he able? Is he able? Is he able? Is he able? Yes, he's able. Is he able? Is he able? Is he able? Let it out. Tap. 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 Bread when you're hungry. Tap. Water when you're thirsty. Tap. Healing when you're sick. Is he able? Is he able? Is he able? Is he able? Yeah! Thanksgiving and praise. have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.